Hello and welcome to the Sportsbet Harness podcast. We need a new name for that, boys. We need something sharper and sexier. But anyway, that's what it is for now. Uh, today, I'm joined by Andrew Diorio and Matty Peden, and we're going to go through the following on a big harness racing weekend. So we're going to have a look at the Newcastle Mile at uh, Newcastle, of course. We're going to have a look at the Pale Face Adios Sprint at Menangle. Uh, we'll have a quick look over the remainder of the Menangle card. Uh, we're going to have a chat to Chris Geary about Major Dan uh, amongst his key drives. Uh, we're going to have a look at the futures markets coming up over the next month and a bit. And Maddie's going to talk us through a new promo um, around futures betting for the carnival. So uh, welcome, ADI and Maddie. Mate, great to be here. Um, look, whoever... Mate, you are an absolute <laughs> pest, and ADI does not get paid enough to sit next to you because fair dinkum. Mate, before we go any further, whoever put this run sheet together, he's been hard at work all day, so well done. <laughs> yeah, well done, mate. For the five minutes that you spent to type this up, and you'll get paid for a day's work. So that's excellent. <laughs> what, what a great investment from sportsbet.com.au. Yeah, can I just say uh, welcome, Gunner? Because uh, I know you've, you've crossed over from the, the Greyhounds and um, Harness. You, you're venturing into woof, the woof. Uh, unknown territory here. And yep. Like if you, you said... if you can't if you can't tell throughout the podcast, you'll definitely be able to tell by the end of it that I've got absolutely NFI <laughs> when it comes to this stuff. But uh, you're no, like Andrew then. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> oh, I just set him up and Maddie knocks him down. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, Maddie will uh, hopefully steer steer you uh, through the, the show because um, well, he wants to go through twenty five races over the weekend and uh, trying to keep his attention span for the next thirty or forty minutes is going to be really difficult. It will be, but he's he's been pumped for like four weeks since uh, we we talked about maybe bringing back the podcast for the uh, two thousand nineteen. I know he's been planning this for a while, so hopefully he delivers. Oh, they called me the postman, mate. <laughs> Calm alone. All right, kick us off, boys. We've uh, we'll we'll start off with the Newcastle Mile uh, race six, uh, and at Sportsbet headquarters, we've got uh, Major Dan dollar thirty. We've got Picard three dollars eighty. Uh, Maximan got seven dollars fifty, and then uh, looking into double figures for the rest. So, uh, talk us through it, boys. What do you think uh, tactics wise and uh, thoughts on races and on the race and a couple of tips. Been a, um, it's been a somewhat controversial 24 hours in the harness. Oh, I'm interested, mate. Tell me. There's a, um, there's a, so there's a condition on the race where, where the winner of the Newcastle Mile gets automatic entry to the Miracle Mile. Yes. But it, as part of that condition, it also states that you can't compete in any race prior to the Miracle Mile. Right. Now, what's interesting is that... Well, all the horses have got to race at some point, don't they? They do. They're all first up, first, up, first starters. This is where it gets tricky. Horse called Picard has already qualified for the Chariots of Fire. Yes. Which goes before the Miracle Mile. Now, under that condition as it reads, you'd, you'd imagine that that horse couldn't compete in the Chariots of Fire if it was to compete in the Miracle Mile. Um, what's happened is John Dumasy's come out in the past in the past few few hours and clarified that that horse then has a choice. If he, should he win, and he's a massive chance, he's on the second line of beating, should he win, he has the option to go to either the Chariots or the Miracle Mile. Okay. But not both. Not both. Right. Well, All right, interesting uh, times, boys. Yeah, well, I mean, as a as a four year old, you'd think the chariots would be the target. Um, obviously, the the strength of the four year olds is um, is quite strong. So, it, it, I mean, you could say, you know, the chariots, I guess, is the easier option in in most years. But this year, maybe not so. Um, Miracle Mile is obviously always hard to win. It's a miracle if you win it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> look, he he has to win this weekend, and I'm not sure he will. I, I think Major Dan. Looks the leader. Um, he'll run some time. We'll, we'll speak to Chris Geary about it. But um, I would have thought it looks his race. 
Well, there we go, Braveheart. Thanks for tipping us up a dollar thirty shot. Well, you know, I thought I'd just go off the bat there and just say, look, he I, he wins. I think he's so, got he's got that brilliant tactical gate speed, Gunner. Um, he'll get across. The, oh, mate, I'm all over it. I'm aware. One line you're going to learn is is courtesy of Mark McNamara that gate speed is a beautiful thing. So yes, he's got that beautiful thing. He should cross the one horse early, which is Little Rascal. Um, whether or not there's enough room for Picard to jump onto his back, I'm I'm not sold on. Um, he doesn't. He's not hopeless out of the gate, the rascal. So that's it's probably going to have to do some work. But if Major Dean gets to the front and runs like he can do around Menangle, you've got a smaller track at Newcastle. I think from memory he broke the track record last year. Still holds it. Okay. Uh, it could be good night. A- any idea what the uh, the I guess the track record at uh, Newcastle is? It's like, quicker than two minutes. It, well, obviously, but um, <laughs> I did remember they they went one fifty three back in like fifteen years ago. It was. I think they went. Fi- I reckon Avonover went fifty one. Did he? Uh, yeah, you're testing my memory, but like, could it be they could go 151 here? They could do, and yeah. I, I'd imagine they'd have to. You know, Lauren's not going to sit back and, and let him have a picnic up front. Now, there's there's one I, I think uh, if punters don't like the short odds, I think um, Little Rascal of the Place looks uh, a nice price. Yes, I like bit of bit of depth, yep. bit of depth in the analysis. He, he actually ran um, Tiger Tara to a, a 1.5 meters last start, or a half length, yeah, or a half length, yeah. So. From from the one draw, he's got the the speed to hold his position and, and maybe sit behind Major Dan. I, I agree. I, I actually think he's um I think he's a good place bet. And yeah. and, and while we're looking from that perspective, a horse called Lurum Creek, um, in his first uh, first run back from a break, I think it was about a fortnight ago. His sectionals were really really good. If he can get the three or four fence, um, and sort of just ride the fence home, he, he can also fill a place at. At a decent divvy for the uh, for the each way, each way punters. And and, and tell us if uh, if Major Dan is uh, to be upset, what what do you think might happen in the race uh, for for that to occur? I think you'd have to gallop at the start and miss the start like you did. Okay. Well, ago. I don't think you can not not anticipating any sneaky tactics from well, uh, it, from any of these other it runners. Be, it will be a high pressure race. They'll they'll run right from the get go here. So it's not like you know he's going to lead, get a soft lead, and just sprint home. I think. When you got someone like Pete McMullen drawn out wide with McGregor, Peter I, Peter, I, uh, I did come across his his trial um, at Albion. I think he went one fifty two or, yeah. or thereabouts. Yeah, about yep. ten days ago. T- so f- first up assault here, he's forward enough, and with Pete, and we know how aggressive he can be, he may launch from from the wide gate. And um, do, do you see the potential of that happening, or, or will he ease? Nah, no, no chance. No chance. Yeah. No chance. You know, I don't think you'd want to be caught outside, given the horse's first up. I'm not sure he'd want to be caught outside Major Dan on a hot speed okay. uh, with the potential of gassing his horse, given the carnival that's ahead. Right, eh? Well, uh, you guys have delved deeply into that and done a fantastic job. So just final thoughts on, on your tips for the race. Uh, is the favourite, if you are tipping it, is it a betting proposition? And if not, what what uh, strategy would you be going with in this one? I'd, I'd probably lean away from backing it straight, and, and I'd go. I agree with Andrew. I'd, I'd probably target Little Rascal the place. Okay. If you can get even money or better. Yeah. Um. I think I think there is better than even money at the moment. Is I mean, what what are we betting? On on uh, on Little Rascal the place. So. Yeah, it's currently two dollars thirty five to two thirty five the place. Yeah, I, I would have thought um that's the way to go. Major Dan around that. Dollar thirty mark is he? Yes, he yeah. is dollar thirty. So I'd rather be on Little Rascal the place at the, at the price. Yeah, I'm more of a dollar thirty man, but <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, not really. Because um, you're a sicko. Beautiful. All right, very good, boys. Nice summary there, and we'll kick on to the pale face 
Adios Sprint as I just get the gears in motion and uh, bring up the race. So yeah. All right, Gunner, before you get the field up, what's it run over? What distance we got the Adios Sprint over? You're asking me? Yep. Quiz time, mate. I don't know. Like, is it? <laughs> I don't know. I guess... Uh, no, you you blokes all have odd distances. Like, you don't have... You don't just have square square numbers. Yeah, it's not a mile. It's like sixteen hundred and nine meters. Well, that, well, that is that is a mile. So I'm, I'm campaigning yeah. to change official <laughs> margins from a nose to a flared nostril. All right, fair enough, mate. Yeah. Front lip. Um, yeah, got no idea, mate. And I'm not going to make a fool of myself. So why don't we just uh, kick off with some prices here? We've got uh, Chase Auckland at two dollars ten, Ignatius at two dollars sixty, and at the top there we've got Rack Me Up. Tiger Pie. Rack em, yeah. Rack 'em up, Rack Tiger em Pie, up. sorry, at five fifty. Uh and then going into the rest of the market, double figures. Boys, give us your thoughts. Um now, as a guest today, we had one time into the mini favourites. Why don't you stop wobbling the microphone around, mate? Um look at look it's um so he's come out of the field spanking this morning. Right. Um probably takes away a little bit of depth. He's going home to get ready for some for some other races, but got champion New Zealand's three-year-old Lazarus who steps up at, at four now. Um, Lazarus? Sorry, Lazarus. I wish Lazarus was here. <laughs> Chase Auckland. Um, sorry, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, steps up at four. He's, he's had two runs back. His last start was good. He's back on track. Um, now, he's got a bit of a tricky draw. Some might look at the race and think, right, he's drawn two, perfect. But the one's got brilliant gate speed. And if Michael Stanley wants to wants to rack him and stack him on rack him up Tiger Pie, yes, there um, it is. You know, Natalie's got to make a decision: does she drop in on its back, or does she sit parked for the entirety and, and you know try and try and just out tough him? It's a tricky little race, which which on first glance you probably wouldn't expect. Now, I mean, now you... one thing I do know about Nangle, there's no sprint lane, is there? No, there's no zoom. That's lane. right. Yes. But it is obviously a long straight, and, and horses do can drift off the pegs um, when they turn for home. They're like it can present a run sometimes. Um, my, I, I haven't delved deep into the form as, as much as you have, Matt, but rack em up Tiger Pie last week um, looked disappointing to the eye from, from my perspective. He gets one of those, he gets a little bit of a concession off me. First look at the track. For what reason? For, I'm a big, Gunner, one thing I've learned with Menangle is a horse that's having its first look at the big 1400 metre track, it, they can fail at it at the first look. Um, but what you find is their second run there tends to be a lot better. I'd go with that too. Um, um, so I think, yeah. I think in the you blokes agree on a lot more than I thought you would. <laughs> no, Waitley tries to talk about something later. All right. Um, now, I, I just think, it was forced to do a bit of work last start running really, really solid time. Um, I think second up at the track, I think it'll be a different horse. Okay. My um, my question with him, and um, we've seen it with um, you know runners coming out of the Inter-Dominion Carnival, is is horses who have, have been up for a while racing at the top level. Um, has he... Well, rack him up, Tiger Pie. We know like he, he's run, I think, through from August when he won the graduate three-odd race at uh, Melton... And he's he's run in a few country cups and obviously uh, in the in the four-year-old feature at Melton. Is this just another? I guess his prep is, has been quite lengthy, as opposed to a horse like Ignatius, who is is now second up. He's been targeted at this carnival all along. Um, my thinking is is this an, an afterthought for Rackham up, considering he is racing well and you know while he's racing well, they've decided to have a crack at this carnival, but. 
you know, is, is has he peaked or, or is he still at that level that he can win or, you know, is he on the way down? Well, I think to be perfectly fair, two starts ago at Ballarat, he sat outside, he sat outside Cruz Bromack um, and was and got to within the length of the fixer, who obviously is a New Zealand Cup. The player. fixer. The fixer. Um, so, look, I'm not sure about that. I, I just think uh, when you see a horse, I mean, Tiger Tara is the exemption. He, he's just the machine at the moment and he's proving that theory wrong. Um, but we, we have seen it, um, say, Pat's Delight, for instance. Um, they've pulled the pin, pin on the prep there. And um, you mentioned Spankham earlier. He's, um, he's going back home. Um, with, the, with the four-year-olds, like, he's had a lot of, you know, top, top racing at that level. The Ballarat Cup run was huge. Um, has he got another run like that is what I'm saying. You know, you know what? Michael Stanley doesn't, doesn't strike me as a trainer that would, would start a horse of this quality if he didn't think it was going to perform at its absolute best. So I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the, benefit of the doubt there. I'm going to forgive his last run. And I think, he'll, um, I think he'll look to use the positive draw to try and get through to the chariots. So how much of a concession uh, have you built into its current price uh, with the market perception that, that maybe... Uh, he's, he's being discounted on, on that last run. How, how much of the, the current price do you think is, is built into there? And at what point does the price get to where you think, no, I, I can't be forgiving at that quote? Well, I think about the... He's at 550 now. Um, I, I think that's probably about his right price based on his form prior to last run. Okay. Um, he's, he's drawn a gate where he's not going to have to do the work sitting outside the lead or anything like that. He's got options he can lead or he can release. Um, and you know what? From there on in, he deserves to be around that price. Okay. Um, so what? What is the market? Have you got it there, Connor? Yes, I do. Um, if you had been listening you earlier, you might you might have t- might have tidied it up. But uh, uh, rack them up, Tiger Pie five fifty, uh, Chase Auckland at two ten, and then uh, down the bottom, Ignatius two dollars sixty. If, if you, I'll put it to you this way, Andrew. Mm-hmm. If you knew that Michael Stanley would would be happy to hand up, what price does Chase Auckland start? Uh, Chase Auckland leading, uh, well, he'd be odds on, um, I've got no doubt, but, um, yeah, what price would he start? I'd say, I don't know, fifty from the top of my head, yeah. if, he, if he was. And Chase Auckland, you, you have to remember, he was the standout three-year-old, like, out of a really good age group uh, for, for Purden. So, um, I know his first up run, you know, we mentioned, you know, first sighting at the track, you can forgive a horse. Um, second run was obviously a lot better. So he seems to be coming along really well. Um, the other one we haven't spoken about is Ignatius. Uh, it's first up run, last half, 52 something off the track. 02. 52, 02. Yeah. So um, it's been an interesting prep with him. I, I think he went back to Tasmania and had a few trials. Um, didn't race over there. Um, help me out, Maddie. Is that correct? I, I didn't. I was just... Uh, well, mate, you're the Devonport destroyer. I would, <laughs> yeah, I would know so, what goes on down there, mate. Anyway, we, it would have been nice to um, to sort of uh, hear a bit more from, from Ignatius and, and how his prep has been coming along because we all remember that run at Penrith where he sat outside Picard at, um, that night and absolutely destroyed him. Um, so if he's in that form, then he's a definite threat even from this draw. I don't think, I don't think Picard's the same horse. Picard's gone to another level. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's he's a genuine genuine horse now. Yeah, top liner. Okay. So it sounds like this race, uh, the first race we went through the Newcastle Mile, uh, you guys were pretty set on uh, the market what was going to happen. But it sounds like there could be a bit of spice with this race at Menangle that a few things could happen and there could be quite a few market moves. Would you agree with that? 
Um, nah, because I won't be moving the prices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I'm. Um, yeah, it, this is a tough race for me. I'm, I'm sort of a with Ignatius and, and rack him up and chase Auckland. There's it's a bit of a, a watch and see approach for me. Or, or even something like Little Peanut, who took a long time to get going this prep, but you know found his form last start. What, what price is he? Is he twenty to one, mate? Yeah, so I, I, I mean, we, we get to see these um, maybe go around again. There's another feature for a race, isn't there? Prior yeah, to the called the chariots of fire. <laughs> no, there's. <laughs> so there was one last week. Yeah, the Coca Cola was last week. Yep. and the pale face Adios is this week. Okay, so, so this is the last qualifier. This, this is it? it last chance? Right. Okay. I mean, okay. That We're just making sense. it up on the run here. Yeah, I'm, I'm all across oh, it, mate. I'm a quickly fact. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for me, it's um, it's a hard race. I I, I, I don't know. So answer. so in terms of. Yeah, not not really seeing what I'm gathering from you is you're not really seeing a whole lot of value in where it is at the moment. You'd perhaps like to see the market a little bit more efficient before making an assessment. Yeah, I think so. I think you you probably want to look at um, you know any market moves and. Let, let, let me ask you: Is there any, any ever any value at Menangle when I'm going up here? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, look, I'm probably not the best person to ask, but um, I know there's there's plenty of people like picking the eyes out of it so all right so <laughs> so adi uh little peanut at 20 to 1 are you oh, going to tip it or um, you, you're no. going to tip tip something else um if if ignatius sort of drifts out to uh you know maybe uh three or four bucks i'll probably be looking at it but given what you said about you don't know that it's going back down to tassie and maybe oh, what's well that, going on with it we, if you saw a drift would you not really because we saw its run last week and it ran a really good half so all right um i think james ratray's got it right i just I so guess the, the, all right so ignatius with the caveat that if it drifts out in yeah, the market you I want to wait so. for a price all right yeah. and uh maddie p um look I'd probably, I'd rather keep my ten dollars and go and buy a beer. I reckon it's probably, it's probably yes, a good race to sit there. And but watch I, that, that's fine if you don't see any value. That's fine. I completely understand that. But if you want, if you're going to tip in the race, who would you tip? I'd go and have, um, I'd have something to place on the eight Royal Gamble. Um, oh, geez. So the boys are, the boys are throwing a couple of twenty to one shots in there. I'll so uh, I'll tell you what, he, I don't think he can win it. He might lack the class of some of the better ones, but he's a tremendous follower of speed. Okay. And he's got a good turn of foot. All right. If he can sit off a hot tempo and they go nuts, he can fill a drum at good odds. All right. So uh, yeah, if you if you want to stick with the a couple of outside thoughts there from the boys, you could do a lot worse than have uh, yeah. have five or ten bucks to win on each of Little Peanut and Royal Gamble. And, and there's there's one else there that I thought. Oh hello. You would talk up because. I priced up this horse um, at Albion a few months back, and, and Matt was declaring it. And um, it well, end up doing out, out of how many did he declare that night? Well, that one stood out because um, he he wouldn't shut up about it for for days, and I think it ended up running near last. Um, right, Jack, I'm dying in anticipation <laughs> over you, mate. Can you read me out a bloody name? Jack Farthing, like um, you, old Penny. What what price here? Thirty to one. Any chance? Well, you're always, if you're in the field, you're a chance. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say win one in 30 based on those odds, wouldn't you, Matty? <laughs> oh, that's no, it. no, he's a good horse. He's a good, his win last start was great. He went 150 at Menangle. So he's obviously a better horse since he left like Queensland. I think he's a better horse on the bigger track. Okay. Righto, boys. We're already going into next week at this stage <laughs> and, you're already want, and you want to go through uh, the rest of the card at Menangle. So uh, we'll flick over to race one and I'll let you boys take it away. Village Witch at $2.10, the current favourite. Wiki Wiki, uh, very quick thoughts and a couple of tips. Yep, so uh, Razor Grunter, number two. She's been going around at favourite. I'm sure she's tearing Lauren and Shane's hair out. Yeah, um, come on, mate. Don't need its biography. Let's keep cracking. She, she'll, she'll go around in the market. Whether or not she scores up a different story, she should get to the front. Um, it's whether or not she's going well enough that she can hold them off. 
Right, don't um, don't think he understands the meaning of short and sharp. ADI. Uh, look, Village Witch stands out for me coming out of the Inters Carnival, so she looks the class me. All right, so Reza, 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 Grunter at three eighty for Maddie. Village Witch the favourite two ten for yeah. ADI. Okay. Uh, race two, uh, strolling over. We have what have we got favourite here, Maddie? Uh, Admiral Bronski at three fifty. Mojo Major four dollars. Got Elroy Jetson at three twenty, Jonah Jones at three fifty. Jeez, we've got some competitive markets thus far on the card. Yep, I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with Elroy Jetson. Steps up to the twenty three hundred, so I think it's it, it's favourable for him. Okay, very good. ADI. Uh, no, I haven't looked at this race, so <laughs> all right. <laughs> on. So I pass on that one. Yep. Let's uh, skip over to race three. Uh, who we got here? Oh, another open open field. Got Mako Banner four forty. Help me out with the 10 there, Matty. Uh, Patrick Cutie. Uh, Patrick Cutie. Another Taswegian. Mm. And Dasho Fluck. You wouldn't want to get that one Dasha wrong. Luck. Oh, yep. Dasho Fluck. <laughs> there we go. Oh, <laughs> $4. <laughs> Righto, boys. Yep. If we could skip over that little gaff. Uh, off we go. Matty. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with on an each way basis. Our missionary man, if he gets out to 40 or 50 to 1, have you, have you five bucks each way on him? Now, um, again, I'm, I'm just tipping, uh, just looking at the field the first time here. So, <laughs> oh, that's excellent. That's what they want to know. Help, Mate, you meant to me keep out. that stuff to yourself. Uh, help, help me out here. Um, Match in Heaven 2300 um, always interests me. What price is it? 750. He's not going quite not as going well. Not going well? No. Okay. That's all right. So he's tipped something at 750, not going well anyway. <laughs> Righto. Moving on to race four. Uh, we've got any good names in here. Wrangler 480, Dream to Share 550, Alpine Stride $3, uh, After Dinner Speaker. That one's not too hard. $2.70, Matty. Yeah, good race, isn't it? Um, I thought After Dinner Speaker probably rolls to the top. Um, if it's, I don't know if it's good enough to win in this grade yet, but you know it'll be in front. It'll give you a sight. So $2.70 risking? Yeah, I'd be happy to back it if it got to about $3. Okay, very good. Moving on. Rightio. But you got no tip for there either. No. ADI hasn't done his homework. <laughs> He's getting an F for today. Oh, hang on. We've got we've got dash of luck in this one as well. So what what's the story? Doot, doot. Um, Easy emergency. Okay. Mm. All right. So uh, race five, we currently have my Alpha Rock uh, standout favourite, dollar sixty five. Then heading on down to Let It Ride at four dollars twenty. Tell you what, if if you knew Let It Ride, what are you going to tell me, if, mate? If you knew Let It Ride was was back to his best form. Um, He'd nearly be favourite, but, you know, we don't know where he's at. He failed last start. He was awful last start. Has he trialled since? No. Okay. Um, so market best guide then? Mark, yeah, market best guide. Mm. Probably not a good driver of turnover, but, look, Alpha Rock should roll to the front, and um, and if it does, it'll, it'll give him something to okay. oh, catch. Now, is, is Alpha going well? Because I reckon it's probably a length or two below as well. But it's got the massive addition of Lauren. No disrespect to Josh, but they fly, they fly for Lauren. Right. So Josh has been driving it. Yep. Up late and Lauren goes back on. Okay. Back on. And I reckon it's a better stayer than it is short course horse this horse too. Okay. All right. With that. So so dollar sixty five, happy to take that price or Yeah, find find something you like and multi it through. So maybe it into uh what do we have favourite in the Newcastle Mile? Yeah, Major Dan. Yeah, yeah Major Dan, right, eh? So that there's maybe a, a juicy play for the weekend. Uh ticking over to race six. Oh yeah, we've got real Navua. Yeah, it'll win. Now, this is a pretty low. $1.20, this 5 a, to 1 on in the old. This is a pretty low-grade race for three-year-olds, isn't it? So we, we won't spend too much time on it. They, to all right, the, enough to, said then. To any owner out there that owns a horse in this race, just just please know what Andrew thinks of your horse. <laughs> oh, 
I'm just saying it's a 3COC1, that's all. Come on. Right, skipping over A7 because we've already covered on that we've at per- nauseum. Pre perused it. Uh, we've got Jew Valor in race eight, uh, $2.30 favourite. Uh, got Red Bank Addy. Three dollars eighty. Uh, New York Rain four dollars fifty, and come collect it four dollars eighty. I'm jumping on the Carla felt bad uh, bandwagon. Yeah, here. you would. Owns uh, <laughs> of course he would. owns Red Bangatti. She was good last week in the breeze, which is which is against her. Um, I think she can get a bit of cover and she'll flood home. Yeah, and if it wins, don't the rich get richer? Don't they? Don't they? <laughs> <laughs> ADI oh, speechless. Oh, for me. Sorry. Um, Wait, have, have you had, did you go to sleep last night? You're very no, flat I'm, today. I'm, I'm just looking at the race first time here, and I, I can't. Flat. What about preparation? So. We've got to prepare yeah, for these. Uh, yeah, that's true. Be, right. Please be accountable. Nah, the best best episodes are always the ones on the fly. I think. Fair enough. Gates um, fly. Race nine. No, or skipping that one as well. Right, eh? It's just waiting for the Sky Two races <laughs> for us to uh, before he puts a bet in. That's it. Uh, so race nine. Charlie Bromack, $3.20. Izzy Watt, uh, $3.80. Sabraj, Sabraj. Sabraj, yeah. Sabraj, $6. Idle Hand, $7. DK's $9. And then out into double figures, boys. Yep, on the each way option, the one should lead. Jump on the three each way. Uh, should sit on the back of the leader and um, back to the mile should help it. Hang on, were you saying the one each way or the three oh, no, each way? The three each way. Okay, the three each way, so Idle Hands. You've got the one leading and three on its back. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, obviously ADI do doesn't do you approve of that map um look I don't know him as well as you but Sabraj takes a sit a lot of the time oh takes a sit yeah I don't I've oh. seen it I've seen it as a sit sprinter uh, yeah oh let, let me refresh my speed map okay so must be uh must be good enough to uh, lead all the way yeah leader Peter okay right ADI tip uh, yeah, oh, he doesn't even know what did it. <laughs> he's, not, he, he's done the maps, but he's I'll, not going to tip anything. I'll say one thing. I, I, I know I normally pop first up horses. This is a poor first up podcast. <laughs> I, I was up all night looking at the South Australian Cup. Righto, that's enough. Keep keep moving. Yeah. So so no tip? No tip. All right, race 10. You're going to need this employee. To finish off a program. really... Um, can, I, can I tip one here, though? Um, Mate, I'll... can you let me get through the race? Oh, okay, go on. Jeez. Right. Order of entry. Hello. Uh, it's Elvis, $4.80. Uh, Kai Valley Boomerang, $7.50. Bacardi Hurricane, $3.50. My... Chimera. Chimera, yep. thank you. four twenty. Blazing Under Fire, three eighty. dollars I own a Grinner, $6. So you can tell you, because you were so well, it's keen just, to get in there, you tip just, us first. It's just because this thing uh, won yesterday and I was on, so... Uh, oh, look at the <laughs> self-gratification. $2 each way. <laughs> Wowee. So uh, at, the, at the double figures on Tuesday, Blazing Under Fire... Um, it's not not that price this week though, so um, but it's racing well because I, I did see it win the other day. All right, for old Fitzy. Yep. <laughs> oh mate, honestly, this this race is a lottery. Good luck. You're gonna have a bit good luck. Stand start trots. So I like my Jamira. So. She's a nice mare. Thank well, you. I'll tell you what, they always provide a bit of excitement. There should be more of more of them. Mm. All right, boys. So there we've uh, we've covered over uh, Menangle. We, we have. have. Yep. Time to get uh, young Chris Geary on, isn't it? It is. Let's give him a buzz. All right, so we've got Chris Geary on the line. Uh, Andrew, he's joining us to have a chat about uh, about Newcastle Mile and a couple of other things. Yeah, about his uh, Major Dan, who's uh, favourite in the Newcastle Mile. Chris, how are you, mate? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Nah, pleasure. Pleasure. Uh, Newcastle Mile, Friday night. You've um, you've drawn, drawn the good gate again with Major Dan. Barrier three probably comes into two. What do you think of his chances? 
Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty handy. I mean, like with our handicapping system at an angle where he generally race week to week through the free for alls, he nine times out of ten he's either drawing nine or ten. So um, it'll be a pretty welcome change for him to start a bit closer to the inside and with a handy gate there with his good gate speed, he uh, should be able to put him in a, a pretty uh, prominent spot there and, and give him every show. He's got an incredible cruising speed, doesn't he? What what sort of time do you think he could run at Newcastle if he, he had it his own way at a, at a tempo he was comfortable? He does, yeah. He's just one of those horses who just, you know, he's happy rolling along doing his own thing. Um, you know, the less you fight him, the better he seems to be. So, um, you know, I, I think last year he, he broke the track record and done it quite easily. So it wouldn't surprise me if he could run a 50-mile around there. You know, it's just type of style of racing that he likes just getting out in front and rolling along so uh he seems like he's come back really well and he'll take a lot of benefit out of his run from last week so uh i'm sure kev will uh have him ready to rock and roll all right so we'll we'll look forward to let, let's let's assume he wins this week gets through the miracle mile what what do you think his chances would be like against some of the some of the absolute top liners that we could find to run around Manangle? um it's hard to say i mean Obviously, he, he is a great miler, and, and that gate speed such an advantage for him. Always going to be up the front of the field somewhere. Um, been saying that there's, there's a lot of great milers around. Like you look at, you know, a few of the horses that raced the Miracle Mile last year, and to go 46, um, you know, it's probably a second and a half, two seconds quicker than what he's ever gone um, himself. But you know, I mean, in saying that, he seems like he's come back really well, and a couple of those horses from last year have dropped away, so probably not that quite the top echelon of horses that we've seen the past few seasons, which probably makes our job a little bit easier. But in saying that, there's a few uh, uh, few nice four-year-olds that are on the rise, and uh, you know, had, had they get a start in that race, they'll probably be awfully hard to beat as well. You, you mentioned nice four-year-olds. Kevy's obviously lucky enough to have Pickard that's going around in the, um, in the Newcastle Mile as well and qualified for the Chariots. Um, have, you had, have you had a drive on him before? No, I never have. I uh, I had the option to drive him last week in the Hondo Grattan and uh, opted to stay on the Black Prince. Probably just, um, you know, owners and clients of mine that have been pretty solid with me right through from the start. So uh, just sort of opted to stay with him. And um, he's a horse I've got a you know, great association with and, and good respect for as well. So, um, yeah, like I said, I've, I've never sat behind him, but I've seen him plenty of times and it seems like he's improving a hell of a lot every time he goes around. So... Um, you know, he probably, his racing style is probably a lot similar to Major Dan. He, he seems like he's got that high cruising speed. And, you know, he's obviously very, very fast as well. So, uh, yeah, he's definitely a danger on Friday. Now, Chris, you're uh, one of the top freelance drivers in the States. Um, have you given any thought to, um, you know, training one day a, a team of your own? Or is that uh, you're happy with driving and, and just picking up uh, all these good drives for the top stables? Uh, I, I've sort of dabbled in, in training a little bit with, with my, um, my father, John, we've sort of always had about four or five horses that we just played around with. And um, although it was a great experience and, um, you know, it's something completely different, different side of the sport, and I really enjoyed it. Um, probably just at this stage of my career, with, like you said, it was so busy being driving and, and traveling around to a lot of different tracks, it makes things a little bit difficult to sort of be 100% committed to that and, uh, you know, give it your full attention. So, um, it's definitely someday that probably something I'd like to, to look into, but um, probably, you know, for the next sort of four or five years, it's probably something I can't really see myself expanding into too much. But, um, yeah, definitely one day it'd be something I'd like to look into. Now, as, as a driver, I mean, I think, you know, you're one of the, the leading uh, drivers 
in New South Wales. Who, who do you sort of rank amongst uh, your peers as, uh, as the best drivers or the hardest drivers to drive against? Um, it's, it's hard to say. We've got a lot of great drivers here in Sydney. Um, obviously, um, Tony McCarthy, he's flying and he's got a lot of horsepower around him right now too, which, um, which makes a hell of a lot of difference. So he's always, you know, really hard to beat. And um, like I said, he, he's probably the last, you know, two or three years, he's just been in that sort of zone where um, things are just happening around him. And obviously, uh, you know, the Trittons and um, with Lauren driving them, their style of racing and how they like to drive their horses makes them incredibly hard to beat as well. So, um, yeah, we've got a lot of great drivers here, all the Fitzpatrick boys, Robbie Morris, um, Luke McCarthy. You know, there's, there's a hell of a lot of good drivers in Sydney, so uh, probably hard to name one. But, yeah, probably uh, if you had to pick one, uh, yeah, definitely be Todd. Just, you know, he, like I said, he's got that horsepower around him right now. And, um, you know, every time he's in a race, he's, um, you know, always up in front of the field or, or got him in a great spot. So, uh, yeah, he's... Um, really great driver and, and doing some really good things right now. Chris, you talk about horsepower. Um, you're obviously lucky enough to work for work for Tim Butt of your um, of your mornings, who's been one of the leading trainers in Australasia for, for so long now. Um, he, he, on paper, has a couple of good chances coming into coming into the carnival, uh, particularly... Uh, Mr. Iceland? Who else does he... Oh, no, Rudy, cheesy, sorry. Yeah. cheesy fingers. Cheesy fingers uh, yeah. Horses like Phil Marshall. Um, let it ride. Yep. Um, how, how do you think his he's sort of top line is going to fare over the next three or four weeks? Yeah, we've been um, really happy with him. Um, obviously, Phil Marshall returning from Perth and done a super job over there as well. So he's come back and he, he looks in really good shape. And, you know, he's fit and healthy and um, really looking forward to what he can do over the carnival. And um, also Let It Ride, who, uh, you know, had sort of an up and down preparation through Melbourne where he's done some really good things and also put in a couple of bad runs. But... Um, since coming home, he seems really bright and well, and um, like he's really thriving on being back. So, um, yeah, they're probably the two two main hopes for the mile. Um, like I said they seem in really good shape, and you know, heading forward, I think they'll take a lot of improvement out of their runs in the next few weeks. So, um, yeah, they're probably the main chance for the mile. And um, I think you mentioned Cheesy Fingers there, she's a quality three-year-old filly, and um, have only having the one run in Sydney, which. Um, I think they went 50 that night in the Wraith Memorial and, and she done it quite impressively and um, she seems to have come on really well since then. She, she'd only been here a really short time for that run and um, she's taken a hell of a lot of benefit out of it and had a bit of a freshen up since then. And um, yeah, her work's been second to none the last couple of weeks. So um, she's a, a filly that I've got a lot of time for and it seems like she'll keep improving every time she goes around. At the moment, she's um, she's favourite for the Oaks. You've you've driven some really really good three year old fillies in your time. Um, how how would how do you think from from driving her at home, she'd rank with some of the better ones that you've driven? Oh, she she's got to be right up there. She's so professional in everything that she does and um, does it so effort, effortlessly as well. Um, I mean, anything you ask her to do, she does it does it so easily. And um, yeah, like I said, she's just a complete professional and. Um, yeah, I just can't fold her at, at any stage or anything that she's done so far. So um, she's quite an exciting filly, and um, you know, although I, I won't be driving her, I've got commitments elsewhere as well. Um, she'd definitely be a main danger and one that that I'd have to keep a close eye out on for sure. So you're obviously you're uh, you're going to stick with with Roy's uh, with Roy's filly, Miss Streisand. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. She's another quality filly, and 
Um, personally, I, I don't think there's a hell of a lot between them. And, um, you know, by Philly, her running the race Memorial was probably, I, I sort of put it as good as any of them in the race. And, um, yeah, like I said, it's probably, you know, there's probably four or five fillies in New South Wales that for that series that it's probably not a hell of a lot between them all and it'll just come down to barriers and you can get the right sort of run and, and who's right on the day, I suppose. All right, Chris, well, you've, you've got a fair few good opportunities coming up over the next uh, next few weeks. Good luck with that and um, and thanks for joining us. No worries. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Chris. No worries, mate. Right? Uh, you're going to uh, no Bathurst tonight, are you? got Parks. No Parks? No, no. Shit, no. Too far for you. <laughs> Too far for me on a, on a Wednesday night. Penrith tomorrow. Pen- yeah, Penrith tomorrow night and then yeah, Newcastle for Friday. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so. A couple of winners for you. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> All right, I've got to do some work, but um, good on you, mate. Thanks for helping us out. No, good to go at any time. All right, good on you. No worries. Cheers, mate. See you, Chris. All right, boys, time to have a look at the futures markets uh, coming up over the next month and a bit. Um, we'll kick off with the chariots of fire. Where do you want to take us there? Yep, so uh, with Spankham coming out, uh, clear favouritism now for uh, Ashley Lokaz in a 280. Mm. Um, just in front of three eight, uh, 320. Chase Auckland, yep. So Chase Auckland wins this week. There won't be much between them. No, there, there shouldn't be. And, I mean, Chase Auckland's probably got the bigger profile out of the two from an Australian perspective. Like, not a lot has been known from Ashley, you know, about Ashley Lokaz. We've only seen it here recently, so um, look. I think two eighties, bottom odds from my end. But what What about one of your tips at big odds? Little peanut currently eighty to one. Worth worth a worth uh, an each way ticket. Is it worth a peanut? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he's got to win this week to get in, doesn't he? Really? Um, he'd want to win this week if he can win the final. Yeah, exactly. Or the charity. So like, you probably want to back in this week rather than the future. All right. So, so any anything outside of the obvious there that you think? Uh, might be worth a tickle. Uh, what uh, what price Ignatius? Yeah, well, we've currently got that three dollars sixty. Okay, I'd, yeah, I'd I'd probably have him um, closer to the market. I think with um, with the race, like it, it is barrier draw dependent. So, you know, if Ashley Lokaz was to draw eight, like you'd definitely get you know at least four or five dollars. I would think seven dollars Picard, seven fifty Picard, jump in. All okay. right, all right, very good. Let's move on to the uh, Ladyship Mile. Where we currently have Ellie Mac two dollars and five cents, utmost delight five dollars, uh, Carlos Pixel six dollars, Tell Me Tales seven, Speak No Evil eight, Village Witch nine, double figures the rest, lads. Yeah, what a magnificent mare she is, Ellie Mac. She'll come over, and I think she'll just win it. Okay. Yeah, look, Matt's Matt's been spruiking this one, and and he's pretty much taken uh, charge of this market, um, you know, from from day one. Um, there's a bit of interest here from um, at uh, Melton with uh, Tell Me Tales uh, from Emma Stewart going around. I've always uh, thought highly of her. Um, yeah, if she if she runs well, w- you know, with with all these markets, we keep them uh, live um, on the nights. So you know, if you see if you see Tell Me Tales run well, um, if, I, th- I think uh, I think she'll you know give give. Give him, you know, something to chase. If you wanted to have a bet now, pre this weekend's race, what would you want to back in that market at the prices? Um, tell me, tail seven dollars interests me a bit. Does it? Um, yeah, I, I think uh, at the moment she she may be underestimated. I know she a lot longer was bet. So yeah, it looks like we've um, had a little bit of support for it along the journey. Yeah, like she she's a 
she's been a good mare. Or she was a good filly. She had a, a long, lengthy break. Uh, Matt's just getting a lot of support there. here from Matty. So uh, look, he he's heavily invested here on Elmax. So um, you know, he's he's pretty much. How, how do you bet? Honestly, how do you bet against Mark and Matt in a carnival? They just freaks. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to argue against that, but, uh, you know, some do get beat, so... Right, I put your house on it, Matty says. Bet responsibly, mm. of, co- of course, uh, always. Uh, we move on to the New South Wales Oaks. Uh, we currently have Cheesy Fingers, $3.50. However you say that one, $3.90. Cool. Yep. <laughs> Righto, thank you. Uh, swimsuit Edition, $6. Brooklyn's Best, $7.50. Soho Nalita, $7.50. Two times better. Nine dollars, double figures. The rest, geez, there's a couple down here at eight hundred to one. Yeah, interesting one. Brooklyn's best, isn't she? ADI. Yeah, um, there's a couple of uh, owners here who are uh, pretty excited about um, the filly. She's um, she trialed the other day, coming home in twenty six one. So there is a bit of excitement. Um, it's oh, geez, and uh, obviously not much thought about it when the markets first opened by the looks of it. Well, uh, I, be- I believe it changed hands. So once uh, once the ownership was... Uh, yeah, that era, old sneaky trick. Exactly. So, yeah, um, yeah. but um, in-, in terms of the actual, uh, the Oaks, it's not the, the highest quality sort of depth-wise we've seen in... Um, another, another clip there for, to all the owners and trainers oh, oh, and drivers. Oh, I just tell Hi, guys, I'm happy to put with my market, <laughs> but I don't think your horse is any good. No, I'm just, I'm just saying it's not a... I'm saying with three old fillies this season, I don't think it's a vintage sort of uh, crop, say, uh, say like the, the four-year-olds uh, this season. Um, but, you know, obviously there will be a winner, so, you know... Oh, thanks, mate. Really? I'm not going to say... Not going to bag uh, out any of them because um, yeah, what, what have we got? Cheesy fingers favourite. She, yep. she went one fifty a couple of weeks ago. I think Tim Butt had her for something like twenty four hours when she came out and won first up in, in good time at Menangle. So I've, I've I've always been interested in um, the Emma Stewart trained horse swimsuit edition. I thought she was a, she looked a nice two year old and I haven't seen her come back. You've got great. one of them on your work desk at the moment. <laughs> I, I know I know that I know that joke is coming. So uh, you know. Yeah, I'm Maddie. Yeah, you set him up a couple of times today, and you really I know. ADI. You know better than that, I mate. I know. But, I'm um, like an ultimate sniper ready to pounce. <laughs> yeah. So I, I reckon um, you know I'm looking forward to seeing her step out in the track. I'm not sure if uh, she's entered anywhere. Recently she's been or... well supported, so I'd say okay. she's not far away. Yeah. All right. So a couple there that have been well, uh, well supported from when markets uh, opened, and definitely in the market now. What about you, Pest? Which way are you going? Well, I'm going <laughs> to. Well, I want to tip Brooklyn's best. I'm bought a part. But you cannot agree with ADI, though, can you? I never do. No. Um, <laughs> nah, look, it's 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 a really open oaks. It's a it's one of the more open oaks. You'll see that. I think the two. There were two Kiwi fillies that were set to come over, Bell of Montana and Wanui Creek. I think they probably had a, a length or two or an hour better ones. Princess Tiffany before that. Oh, um, how can we forget the... Yeah, yeah, she was the standout in New Zealand. So there's been a few fall um, away. So, yeah, it opens up for... It's it's probably a race, to be honest, where you'd want to sit there and just see where... Assess in a week's time where every horse is, how they're going, how they're trialling, how they're racing, and then dive in. All right, very good. Uh, moving on to the... Gentlemen's edition, the uh, New South Wales Derby. And uh, we've got Ultimate Sniper, $1.60. Muscle Factory, $4.80, named, named after Matty. Uh, Centenara, now this is a horse going places, which Matty just found out today after I, after I told him. <laughs> uh, we've got Hurricane Harley, $9. And then out to double figures. Uh, boys, the horse on the third line of 
uh, betting is uh, setting the harness world, uh, the trotting world alight at the moment. Before we go any further, can I intervene and, and put a mark? I'm going to offer a dollar oh four that old mate to my right, ADI here, tips one of Emma's. Over to you, Captain. Uh, well, she she has a strong hand in the three-year-olds. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I um, I really uh, I really don't want to sort of uh, tip one here, um, other than that. Pretty much our futures book depends on Ultimate Sniper winning um, because Matt's opened it up real short. What's, and, what's um, the old rule? Don't lay the winner. But yeah, he he will not let anyone on this horse. <laughs> he thinks it's the next Lazarus. Mate, it's a it's a freak. Um, well, what so, about this Centenario? Because everyone's saying that it's a freak. Yeah, it might be a freak, but this thing's a super freak. All right, well, that's great. If uh, Obviously, the, the code is in, uh, in healthy order at the moment if you can get a couple of youngsters I'll tell you what, with if, this sort of ability. If you like one in this market outside of Ultimate Sniper, there's a heap of value there to be had. Okay. Yeah, I can vouch for that. Yep. All right, we'll steer us in, in the direction of some of that value. Here we go. Uh, do you want to read out the uh, the market, or have we done that? <laughs> wow! Oh. No, nice to see that I'm really having some no, impact you, you, today. You went only as far as Centenario. There's there's plenty of depth. There. No, I went down to Hurricane Harley. Hurricane it's the Harley, last yeah. one. So you got mate, you're going to the swap box after this. You got uh, Lock and Var Art. You got yep. War Dan Delight, yep. Demon Delight, uh, Better and Better. Yep. Fides, mate. I'm not going to read the whole market no, I'm out. Saying, I mean, the the, uh, the listeners will know all those horses how uh, how good they are. So there's plenty of depth there. Uh, Ultimate Snipe is not just going to turn up and win. I reckon. So um, yeah, I like you, it. Bit of spice. Like, bit of spice. Like one at odds, like there's there's horses there like Lock and Var Art. You just mentioned it's a serious horse. All right. Anything else to add on that one? Yep. Um, I, I, look, honestly, I think this. I think Muscle Factory is a freak. I think Centenario is a freak. Any other series, you'd, you'd nearly say one of those two would just win. But I, honestly, I reckon this this thing of um, of Bird and Rasmussen is just a length or two better. Okay, very good. Uh, moving on to the last uh, the futures markets that we'll cover for today. Uh, this horse taking all by uh, storm at the moment. Tiger Tara, four dollars fifty. Chase Auckland, $7.50. Cruise Bromac and The Fixer, $9. And then going out into double figures for the rest. He's, he's, he's a team favourite horse, The Fixer, in the ADI. We, 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 uh, we, we, we absolutely copped it last week. So, um, Hang on, let's forget last week. Mm. What about the betting move on him for the New Zealand Trotting Cup 2018? You got the lot. Yes, um, in the Trotting Cup, yes, yes. but um, I wouldn't say so in uh, the Hunter Cup. wasn't uh, such a good result. All right, are we moving on. Are we talking... Oh, we, we're talking uh, Tiger Tower, I thought, mate. He's firing on all go. cylinders today, mate. Hey, did you come straight from the pub? <laughs> right, oh, come on. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to add, ADI? Uh, regarding the fixer, he's... Um... No, just the Miracle Mile in general. Uh, with um, <laughs> we're talking about Tiger Tara here, so I wanted to add uh, we got Tiger favourite what at four fifty. Yep. Um, he's uh, he's he's probably he's not known for his um his gate speed and his um racing over a mile. So even though we've seen him win all those features leading, um, he, he probably doesn't have the gate speed to lead unless they hand up to him. So. Uh, I would have thought we'd be taking him on at the price. Um, that would be my opinion, but Maddie's in charge of the book, so... Uh, well, you don't think 450's taking a horse on with his record that's won the last three major races we've had? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, a, a, is a punter stepping in? I'm not sure. Well, one, one question I'll pose to you. Uh, it is going to be roughly a month 
uh, between its win on Saturday night uh, to win the Miracle Miles run, and it is dropping back in distance. How how do you boys do you, do you like when that happens? Does it does it lead to good results? I think I think with Tiger, he's proven that um, whatever Kev Pizzuto does, like the horse just he's able to peak it on the on the big race day. So. Um, I'm not going to question uh, whether it, it can do it. Like, obviously, if he targets it, I think he's good enough to do it. So, All right. Um, no concerns my, there. My concern is he's not really a noted brilliant beginner and miracle miles. We've seen Lazarus last year when he drew outside front, um, sort of in similar mould. He excelled over the longer distance because he was such a powerful you know, stayer. If he was to draw out wide, it would be difficult. So he's, he's won all the massive races from December through until last weekend. Where will he sit in the in the calculations of, of how good he is compared to those that have gone before him if he was able to win the Miracle Mile? Well, it'd be a rare... As we get some construction in the headphones, which is no <laughs> doubt going to read really well. <laughs> it'd be a rare achievement. I can't recall a, a horse winning all, you know, the four majors in, in one season. Um even a horse like Blacks of Fake uh, didn't win a Miracle Mile. Um, I know that's going back, Matt. You probably uh, weren't following the sport then. But, um, yeah, he'd have to be right up there with, with, with the greats just on record alone. Anything to add, mate? I think um, to compare him to some of the past winners of a Miracle Mile, I think he, he might lack some of the tactical brilliance of some of the some of the horses we've seen in the past. He he probably lacks some of that sheer high speed Um some of those he, he likes some of those assets that can really flatter you, but what he's got, he's got an incredible cruising speed. He's got he's incredibly tough. Um, I'd, to be honest, I think he'd have to lead a Miracle Mile to win it. All right. So with that in mind, uh, when the fixer won the Ballarat Cup, yes, he came from a bit a bit off them. Is there anything in this futures market where you think right? Well, uh, your Tigatara is not leading. Uh, is there anything in here that that you're pretty confident will will go forward in a race like this that you're keen to have a ticket on now? I'll tell you what. There's a horse in there called Let It Ride. We spoke of him earlier. He's been down on his best form. Yep. Now, a month ago, he was nine dollars to win the Miracle Mile. He's out to twenty to one. He is. If he comes out and races well on Saturday night, he'll halve in his odds. Yep. Okay. I think at twenty to one, he's worth a gamble pre-Saturday night. Yep. Bit Miracle. of a spec bet. For a bit of a spec bet. It is a bit of a spec bet. I, look, he is. Um, You've always hated him, so no. I, I, <laughs> I, I respect he. He's actually a very good horse following speed. There's not many horses in terms of point to point speed. He is very quick. I know at Addington he, he ran the fastest quarter ever. Uh, I think a 25 something. Maddie, help me out. You'd know the sectionals over there. Yeah, last half in 53. Yeah. So like point to point speed. The horse is you know exceptionally quick. Um, but there's a butt coming in there. Uh, he just he just fell away Anthony towards Anthony Butt or Tim Butt. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just fell away a bit um, at uh, about a month or so ago, and I'd like to see you know what he does this week. But if if you're right, if if he runs really well and you've taken the price before the run, he he will definitely shorten. What about his stable mate? Uh, stable mate, um, elaborate. There's a, oh a my god. The last last year's winner of the car, of the Miracle Mile. Yeah. Well, um, like we saw. You know how well he did over in WA. <laughs> what do you? Uh... I can't wait for when you get to return serve on the ones that he's got no idea about. Oh mate! All right. Yeah. So any any other thoughts on no, the Miracle we're, Mile? We're, t- we're talking about Field Marshal here for the oh, uh, uninitiated. Oh. So 
Uh, Maddie's just in hysterics. So he we'll... is. Anyway, we we got to move on because he's absolutely lost the pot, and I don't think we've got much more uh, that we can hold him down before he just completely goes Ken Bruce on us. Hello, broadcast. Uh, well, um, the futures promo, Maddie. Fill the listeners in on on what you're up to there. Yeah, what I'm going to do is uh, for the next um, for the next few weeks leading into the Miracle Mile. I hate when he starts a sentence. What I'm going to do. What yep. I'm going to do is because um, Andrew obviously isn't going to participate, judging by his behaviour this afternoon. <laughs> he hasn't participated in the podcast, so. <laughs> so what, what we'll do is um, we'll open between, it's the Maddie show, don't you between know, three anyway. and four pm every Saturday next couple of weeks leading into the Miracle Mile. Yes, we're going to pick a, a futures book. Yes. Now, so between that period three to four, we're going to roll every single runner in that market out. Okay. okay. Very good. So you get an hour for an hour, you get a chance to get better odds for any runner you might like before it runs. All right, an hour of paid and generosity. And it's double generosity because the market's already generous. Yep. These futures books are ultra competitive. So, so you'll be turning up at 3 o'clock this week then. So <laughs> yes. uh, not, not rolling in at 6. Okay. Uh, right. Actually, to yep. be fair, you will be. Okay. Um, now, I think I'm in at 4. Um, so what we're going to do this week is, given it's the last week, of the, given it's the pale face adios lead up to the chariots, between 3 and 4, we're gonna, we'll, we'll roll every runner out in the chariots of fire market. Yep. Back the one you think will win, you know. Get on. Back the one you think will win the uh, the pale face adios as well because you know it's going to shorten. Yep. Um, it's just a, just a little opportunity to get some better odds. All right, great stuff. So make sure you're uh, swimming around the Sportsbet app or the Sportsbet uh, platform, however you engage with us, at uh, 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon and you can pick off Matty. Andrew's, Andrew's working late that night too, so if anyone wants to inundate him with a few requests to runners, please do. Always um, always putting them up for the puns. So, yeah. All right, ADI, you've got uh, you've got less than 60 seconds. Give us your thoughts on uh, South Australia this weekend. Oh, oh, oh wow, well, I did. I did get, okay, Thanks, so, guys, so, see you later. so here we go. Um, big, big weekend, so SA Cup. Um, We've got uh, some some good uh, good runners in, in the race this year. Conan, um, who's the had barbarian, a, who's had a yeah, who's had a stable change. Uh, actually, uh, Mick Stanley's got it now, and three dollars thirty. He heads the market from uh, Sicario, drawn in one. He was a little bit disappointing, but again, he's um, second up for a new stable, uh, formerly of uh, the Mark Purden team. Uh, I reckon uh, the locals uh, are in with a shot this year. There, there's a few of them, like um, the one drawn inside back, Tez Kura. Who, yes, uh, I, see, I see the local there, Rhino. Yeah, on so it. I reckon um, the locals might be a chance this year. I'm not sure the last time they won, but uh, usually the Victorians go over there and dominate. But, okay. um, you know, there's, there's uh, a few there with, with some chance. All right. Well, we've given you more tips than a jar of asparagus today, so you cannot complain about the content that we've delivered today and the boys have done a stellar job in running through the race cards. Uh, so make sure that uh, you're picking off Matty's prices on uh, Saturday afternoon when he rolls the futures out um, and keep your eyes open on uh, all things Newcastle and all things Menangle. Uh, make sure that... Uh, if you are if you are having a futures bet that you get it in early and get your thoughts in before all the racing action happens over the weekend, get yourself a good price. Uh, if you are having a bet on the harness, make sure you're doing it within your means. Gamble responsibly. Enjoy yourself. It's a massive weekend. Thanks, boys. Good stuff, Gunner. Good first up effort. Yeah, well done, Gunner. I Andrew. can't believe I can't believe Matty's lasted that long. He's fair income cast. <laughs> Andrew, you'll improve with the run, mate. I, I, yeah, I will. All right, thanks, boys. We'll see you next week. Good luck.